everyone. Welcome back to the Bhagavad Gita Your Podcast. My name is Jaradha, and I'm here with Chaitanya Charan Prabhu and Russell. And we are on Chapter 3, Text 33 today. It's day 57 of our journey through the Bhagavad Gita. And uh, we're talking about faith. So if that's you see, do you want to um, get us into it? Yes, certainly. Thank you. So today, we are in the previous session, we discussed about faith. And now Krishna will specifically talk about the area in which faith is especially important for Arjuna here. It's, so let's begin what he discusses. Sadrusham cheshate swasyaha prakriter gyanavanapi prakritim yanti bhutani Nigraha kim karishati. Even a man of knowledge acts according to his own nature. For everyone follows the nature he has acquired from the three modes. What can repression accomplish? Yes. So now, in one sense, Krishna is starting a slightly different subject here. Overall, the same theme, but with a slightly different focus. These series of 33, 34, 35. They broadly talk about the topic of nature. That is the theme being discussed. Now, why is nature being talked about and what does it mean? So if we look backwards, we'll see that Krishna has at one level talked about nature earlier when he talked about how everyone acts according to the modes 28 and 29. So he says we are we are bound by the modes. So when he's talking about that being bound by the modes, that itself is similar to the topic of nature. So Krishna is talking about it in more generic terms, there he talked about the term modes, but the same idea is that we are in a material body, mind machine, and that functions in particular ways. So that material, it can be understood in terms of the modes, it can be understood in terms of the nature that we have. So here, the word nature, at one simple level, it can be understood as what is natural for us. So what is our nature? That which is natural for us. So for, exa for example, somebody, when they are doing music, they just feel at home. They feel so good about it. They will naturally be drawn towards it. And there is what is natural for us means at one level, it feels good. When I use the word feels good, it's not just in a, in a superficial sentimental sense, like somebody eats some chocolate and feels good. It's I'm talking about feels good in a deeper sense. And then we also over a period of time become good at it. We are good at it to some extent, but we also become good at become good or better at it with time. So another way we could put this is that 
that what is natural that means we are been doing that thing we are comfortable doing that thing and then we are competent at doing that thing and we are all born with certain natures so the gita's emphasis is that when we have our particular natures trying to go against those natures is not helpful it's not going to work so here he is saying that act according to your natures he is saying that everyone they act according to nature and then in this category when well, everyone itself is a inclusive category but he says even the knowledgeable even the wise just having knowledge does not itself change our nature so at a practical level you know, if there is a person now they may like say music now they may know that in software writing software coding there is more money and just knowing that there is more money in it does not necessarily mean that they will start liking it if music is what is the natural is is likable for them so it's not that they are going to just have by having more knowledge uh, they can change their nature what is natural attraction for them will be the natural attraction for them so just knowing about something does not change what we are knowing, knowing that something else might be better in certain situations does not change that how they feel or what they prioritize if music is what they like that's what they like now sometimes as a discipline they might do coding okay i have to earn money but after some time they'll feel hey you know this is not what i this is not what gives joy in my life this is not what gives meaning to my life this is not what i'm meant to do so likeable in the sense that it gives them joy and meaning in life the joy meaning fulfillment so, so here krishna is telling arjuna that nigraha kim karishyati so what can repression accomplish so if somebody does not act according to the nature he's saying that okay you can repress your nature for some time but that doesn't mean repression is going to change what we are naturally attracted towards so now rasal pro for example is naturally attracted to video editing and that's what he loves to do when he does competent work it is not that the people for whom he is doing the work they are going to notice every single minute competent level of competence that he is doing uh, he is doing it not just to get applause he just gets joy in it so each of us when we now he we all may he may do some other work because if he has to but this is what he feels at home doing and everyone has our nature so in the context of arjuna 
there are two things going on over here arjuna by nature is a warrior he has the nature of a warrior he is meant to fight but now arjuna in one sense he is thinking that oh this fighting is a terrible business maybe i should just renounce the world maybe i should just become like a sage maybe i should just become like what we might use the word a minister minister no i'm not talking about a political minister over here is it's been used as a religious minister in the uh, it's a this the technical the sanskrit word for this is a brahmana and the word for warrior kshatriya so basically if somebody has a martial confrontational nature person says oh you know my business involves so much confrontation but i'll just live peacefully i like a minister now this is unnatural for arjuna and this he says will be unsustainable because it is unnatural because it doesn't feel comfortable he may do it for some time but after that will not be able to sustain it and that's why krishna is saying over here that don't, don't go in this direction that's what he will specifically say in the next verse so here the even when we each one of us is called to do some difficult duty it is better that we stick to our duty even when it is difficult yeah i'll come to that but any reflections comments at this point this point is so nice because i think for so many of us when we come into spiritual life we feel sometimes like we have to be a certain stereotype like maybe really quiet or maybe in like kind of meek and humble or like really into just like sitting and reading or to make spiritual advancement we have to be like very meditative almost but it's nice to know that like whatever nature you have really most important is that you're honest about it and in touch with it and then engaging it towards towards the goal and that's really how you make the most advancement it's really kind of a relief huh yeah definitely spirituality is not stereotypical it is actually you could say individual each of us as an individual needs to understand our nature and act accordingly yeah it's definitely a relief okay. now of course thank you there are certain kinds of disciplines which need to be practiced and krishna will mention that in the next verse but uh, spirituality does not means being individual is Now there is our individuality. Where what does it mean to that? You know, I have my identity. I have my. Um, we we are distinctive. Whereas you know there could also be individualism. Where it's not just dis- distinctive, it becomes obsessive. I I and me. That's all a person thinks about. Hmm. and when that happens that's a that's a problem but we'll talk about that soon mm. next text asal pro any comments no oh, good that's that's good okay so let's see what he says in the next verse now 
इंद्रियसेंद्रियस्यार्थे रागद्वेशो व्यवस्थितो अयोर्नवशमागच्छेत तौयस्य परिपंथिनौ translation there are principles to regulate attachment and aversion pertaining to the senses and their objects one should not come under the control of such attachment and aver- and aversion because they are stumbling blocks on the path of self self realization yes so let's try to understand what is being said over here now Um, if we consider we are going on our path so we could say this is the path according to our nature we are doing the thing that we feel most natural doing nonetheless even when we are doing something we like there will be things which will be unlikable mm-hmm. so we could say this is as i said while doing this along this path you could say some things which would be befall us which are unlikable which will make us feel averse raga and dvesha dvesha is aversion and simultaneously while we are on this path we might find some other things that are like it hmm? that is what we may develop attached so for example hmm, say when i i like to speak and write i love to be in the domain of words and think and analyze and contemplate and explain and just get a clear understanding myself and help others give clear understanding but now while i am doing this that i might start going towards so if say if i have the nature of a teacher or author but then it is very much possible that i might find that somebody else is a much more popular speaker or writer than me and they are much more popular speaker because say you know they use a lot of humor they tell a lot of stories they are doing a little more entertainment now if that's not my nature i may like the popularity but in seeking the popularity if i start doing something which is unnatural uh, somebody everybody has a natural comfortable place so if they start doing something unnatural somebody starts doing some stunts for chief popularity for example then that's not healthy say a warrior needs to be bold and heroic a warrior needs to be bold but sometimes in the name of appearing bold the warrior may become reckless why because they want to show how heroic i am and they rush into danger and maybe then the whole military plan has to be changed so that that person can be rescued and that's unnecessary that's unhealthy so now reckless is because they want to why are they being reckless simply because they want to show off that's unhealthy so krishna is saying that even among the things that we like to do 
there might be something which will feel more likable in the spur of the moment but if we chase after those then we will lose out on what it is what is natural for us and conversely say now if i'm writing there are associated with writing there will be things which i don't like maybe negotiating with the publisher or working to do all the logistics of uh maybe the designing and the layout and the marketing i may not like that but if because of that i say i'll stop writing now all this is very complicated that's also not healthy so a warrior okay again to get back to arjuna's example or warrior's example a warrior is has a nature to confront now confrontation can be in various means but confront that's what in one sense they like to do not like in the sense that they're looking for confrontations but when it is there they don't flinch or flee from it but sometimes what may happen is there may they may have to be they may have to confront loud ones now this this they like but while they are doing what they like this is unlikable for them but just because that is unlikable for them if they start no longer doing it then that is again unhealthy so krishna is saying over here that on the path of life there will always be attachments and aversions there will be things which we like and there will be things which we don't like even when we are doing something that we deeply like and such likes and dislikes raga and dvesha it's interesting krishna says that they are situated in the senses and the sense objects what he means by that is we are all of a particular nature where sometimes we just don't like someone now somebody says you no know, somebody says no i know you don't like me why don't you like me well don't you like my like my ideas yeah your ideas are okay sometimes they are good also you yeah, don't you like uh, would you like the way i present those ideas yeah you know actually you are quite polite no don't you like the way overall i conduct yeah nothing really objective about that but still something inside the person say i don't like you now likes and dislikes one of the key characteristic of this is that they are not not always rational so when they are not always rational that means they just arise from a condition so this so for example if there is a like between senses and sense objects that immediately the senses will go toward the sense objects and so for example a uh, a person who is a warrior may do something maybe because because they are tempted by something they go to a particular sense object maybe there are many stories of warriors being tempted by the opponents by sending some maidens or something like that or being allured by wealth and they may give up their warrior duty 
Now, sometimes there could also be dislike. When the dislike is there, then they will want to stay away from that sense object. But the thing is, uh, a serious responsible warrior will do their duty even if it's not what feels and in the spur of the moment. Very pleasant. So the point is so that when we are doing something according to our nature, natural is overall comfortable for us. It is overall joyful for us. But even within the natural, there could be some pockets of discomfort. So when these come up, these pockets of discomfort, we need to be able to tolerate them. We understand that this just comes from the way my body-mind machine is and I don't have to get carried away by it. That's the point of this verse. So how would this apply like, yeah, how would this apply like if you have a job and you overall like your job, but you struggle with your boss? Would this mean tolerate? Yeah, that's, that is the whole idea. That Sometimes there are some things which you don't like, we tolerate them. Even though we feel like if we got another job, we could be doing the same thing and with the boss that that we jive better yeah. with. So now this does not mean this tolerance does not mean passivity. It does not necessarily mean accepting anything and everything that goes on. It just means that at one level, reality is never perfect. There will always be something that keeps us dissatisfied. But that doesn't mean that we have to be perpetually dissatisfied. And there are, of course, degrees of dissatisfaction. Hmm? Hmm. Always something unsatisfactory will be there. Now, it could be that a person finds there could be another situation where that's totally, it is all discomfort and distress. And maybe there are some tiny pockets, tiny isolated pockets of some joy. That means I hate my job. Not just dislike, I loathe my job. Um, but, okay, it pays me well. So although I hate it, I will do it. Okay. Now sometimes that's what is required. But over a period of time, a person can be observing. Now, sometimes they may need to do it. But this kind of situation is incompatible. And overall, it's better that the person move from that situation where overall at least there's some comfort and then some intermittent discomfort might be there. Hmm. So, so when we are doing something unnatural, it's almost constantly we feel as if we are not at home, as if we are doing some, we are in foreign territory. We are on a slippery slope. This, is not at all stable. Okay, I, I hope the difference is clear. Good question, actually. Sure. Okay, so let's go to the next verse. And then we'll conclude with this. Shreyan Swadharmo Vigunaha Paradharmat Swanushtitat Swadharmenidhanam Shreya 
paradharmo bhayavaha. It is far better to discharge one's prescribed duties, even though faultily, than another's duties perfectly. Destruction in the course of performing one's own duty is better than engaging in another's duties. For to follow another's path is dangerous. So, in fact, this point which you raised about pockets of discomfort versus a whole life of discomfort, that's what Krishna is saying. Generally, and whenever we do any work, there is some external satisfaction and there is some internal satisfaction. So now, ideally, we want both. We want internal satisfaction and external satisfaction also. Somebody is doing music, they feel joy when they are doing music, but simultaneously, they also feel a great amount of, what would be the word? They, they, they also actually feel more joyful if somebody appreciates their music, if they gain some appreciation or popularity. They're not, they, at least they need some level of validation. Mm -hmm. So, now, however, if we consider somebody's working, and when they're working, the, mm, the internal is zero percent. They get no joy in it. And then what will happen is, the external is the only joy. Then, then in such a situation, a person, the external pursuits, there will be no moral boundaries, no, no boundaries basically. Because I want fame and I want fame at all costs. That means, say, if somebody is a sports player, somebody is say, a cricket player, and they love playing cricket. Now, actually, they would also want to win. But if somebody doesn't, uh, somebody hates cricket, for them, cricket is just a way to earn money and just a way to become famous and popular. Now, if there's no love there, then they will cheat to gain pop gain popularity gain success gain more money and when this starts happening in any field that makes that individual dangerous in that field and dangerous at large so a doctor for example a cricketer's example cricket cheating might not have much consequences now a doctor well doctor they need they need wealth like everyone else they need wealth but the internal satisfaction could be service healing they are actually relieving people of their pain and healing them. Now, but if a doctor gets not, gets hardly any joy in healing patients, for them they just see the patients as tools for making money. Then the doctors may actually artificially extend the treatment. They sometimes complicate the diagnosis. Then, if no joy here then in the pursuit of wealth, they will become exploitative. So that is dangerous. So the point Krishna is telling Arjuna, uh, Krishna is saying to Arjuna over here is that, that you are by nature a warrior. And so, so for such a person, 
consider say a sports player for a cricketer now defeat can sometimes seem like death destruction but okay let me be defeated but i'm not going to cheat a doctor okay i may not earn so much money but i'm not going to in any way harm my patients to benefit to benefit myself so paradharmo bhayavah when we do unnatural work the section that the series that happened unnatural work leads to fixate fixation on external pleasure and when there's fixation on external pleasure that leads to violation of boundaries and that is dangerous that is fearful bhayavah because that person will harm oneself and harm others so krishna is telling arjuna that you think that you right now your warrior duty is difficult and you don't want to do it and because of that you want to become maybe a minister be a peaceful person but that's not who you are and because because of that as a minister you will not be able to live peacefully no a warrior fighting is is fair enough but if somebody goes to a church or a temple and there they start seeing a priest you know punching someone and screaming at someone now even if there is reason well, that's not the kind of behavior that is expected from from a priest so for that there are the cops there are the defense personnel so arjuna you have a warrior's nature so even if in doing a warrior's nature you meet with destruction so in this case that destruction could be he could die or his loved ones could die basically his relatives war as warrior duty it could lead to destruction either one's own destruction or one's loved ones but still that will at least ensure that you will be living and dying honorably instead of doing something dishonorable mm-hmm. and that's why this is what is to be preferred or arjuna you fight because this is your nature any reflection the questions yeah wow yeah it reminds me of this movie i used to watch when i was a kid it was called center stage and there's this ballerina who was like the best ballerina the whole movie and she was it, at the end of the movie she ended up quitting ballet because it turned out she was she didn't even like it but she throughout the movie she was like a miserable person she was like starving herself she had no friends she was just like so focused on the goal of being the best ballerina and i it's interesting how you put this like in the absence of an internal satisfaction and connection to what you're doing you get like hyper focused on the external and you kind of lose yourself in it and that's exactly what happened to her but i think it's hard in this day and age sometimes when we have so many external pressures like from our family or or friends or peer pressure like what we're supposed to look like or be or do it's like navigating that that in between between like our social responsibilities yeah. and also our our inherent natures <laughs> so i think we need to create if not the entire life at least some space for natural activities that okay if i allow music maybe i i don't have the bandwidth to be a musician but then at least 
every day, every week, I have some time where I can do according what is according to my nature. Now there are many authors, people who love to be writers, but they they're not maybe they're not well known enough. Maybe their books may not do so well, so they have to have full time jobs. But then they mix account sometime when they write. So like that, everybody has to do find some bandwidth, find some time, at least a small space to act according to their nature. So such so a situation sometimes prevent us from doing. Doing, uh, centering our entire life according to our nature. But that's okay. At least some small space we can start with. And who knows from that some space that that may in time expand. But even if it doesn't, it doesn't expand, at least that space will provide us some solace, some shelter, some comfort, some joy. Okay. Very good. Thank, thank you for that reference. And uh, a simple any comments before I finish? That's very good. Thank you. Thank you. So today we discussed three texts broadly. So 33 was the first point. There Krishna talks about how in, the, in that actually we discussed multiple points, but let's look at the points here that uh, we discussed about how there Krishna says that we all have a nature and our nature is what? It gives us joy in doing something when we work according to our nature. And this nature, Krishna says, it, it's non-repressible. It will just come up again. You're repressing it, it doesn't, just doesn't work. And the way we know what is our nature is that basically there is comfort in doing it. And we also tend to be compet this competence in doing it. Then in 34th verse, we discussed about how even while we are doing something which is natural, there will be something which will be mm, unlikable within the natural and that will make us feel averse. And there will be something likable which is outside what is natural for us. But these, we, we, do, we, don't, we, should, we need to tolerate both of these, not get carried away by them. And on the other hand, the last point was that that was based on 35th verse that when we do unnatural work that leads us down a slippery slope that there's no inner joy and then there is there is obsessive ex obsessive external pleasure being sought and then that makes a person uh, violate boundaries and that makes them dangerous. So Krishna is telling all this to Arjuna to emphasize that he is a warrior and let him act according to his nature as a warrior. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Thank you.